and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading Little Farmer. There once was a village where all the farmers were rich, except one who was poor, and he was called Little Farmer. He did not even have a cow, much less the money to buy one. Since he and his wife wanted to own one, he said to her one day, Listen, I have a good idea. We'll ask our cousin, the carpenter, to make us a calf out of wood and then paint it brown so that it will look like all the other cows. In time, it's bound to get big and become a cow. His wife liked the idea, and their cousin, the carpenter, took his plane and saw and built a perfect-looking calf. Then he painted it brown and lowered its head to make it seem that the calf was eating. When the cows were driven out to pasture the next morning, Little Farmer called the cowherd to him and said, Look, I've got a little calf here, but it's still quite small. It needs to be carried. All right, said the cowherd, and he lifted it in his arms and carried it to the pasture. There he put it down on the grass, and the little calf just stayed at the same spot as if it were eating. It'll soon be running around by itself, the cowherd said. Just look how it won't stop eating. In the evening, when he wanted to drive the herd back home, he said to the calf, If you can stand there and eat your fill, then you can also walk back on your own four legs. I don't feel like carrying you in my arms again. Meanwhile, Little Farmer stood in front of his door, waiting for his little calf. When the cowherd drove the cows through the village, and the little calf was missing, he asked where it was. It's still standing and eating in the pasture, said the cowherd. It didn't want to stop and come with me. My God, said the little farmer, I've got to have my calf back. Then they went back to the meadow together, but someone had stolen the calf, and it was gone. It must have gone astray, said the cowherd. Don't give me that story, said the little farmer, and he took the cowherd to the mayor, who decided that the cowherd was negligent, and ordered him to give Little Farmer a cow to replace the missing calf. Now Little Farmer and his wife had the cow that they had longed for in the past. They were exceedingly happy, but they had no fodder and could not give it anything to eat. They soon had to slaughter it and salted the meat so it would keep. Then Little Farmer took the cowhide to the city, where he intended to sell it and buy a new calf with a profit. On the way, he passed a mill where a raven was sitting with broken wings. Out of pity for the bird, he picked it up and wrapped it in the hide. Just then, the weather became bad, and a storm arose with wind and rain. Since he could not continue on his way, he stopped at the mill, where he requested lodging. The miller's wife was alone at the house and said to Little Farmer, Lie down on the straw over there, and she gave him bread and cheese. Little Farmer ate the food and lay down with the cowhide next to him. Now the miller's wife thought, I'm sure he's asleep since he was so tired. Soon the priest arrived, and the miller's wife welcomed him warmly. My husband's away, she said, so let's treat ourselves to a feast. Little Farmer's ears perked when he heard her talking about a feast. He was very disturbed that she had put him up with bread and cheese. Then the miller's wife brought out four different things, a roast, a salad, a cake, and some wine. As they were about to sit down and eat, there was a knock at the door. Oh God, it's my husband, said the wife. 
She quickly hid the roast in the tile stove, the wine under the pillow, the salad on the bed, the cake under the bed, and the priest in the hallway cupboard. Then she let her husband in and said, Thank God you're here again. That's some weather outside. You'd think that the world were coming to an end. The miller saw a little farmer lying on the straw and asked, What's that fellow doing here? Ah, said his wife, the poor fellow came here in the storm and rain and asked for shelter. So I gave him some bread and cheese and showed him to that place on the straw. Well, I've got no objection, said the husband. But get me something to eat and be quick about it. There's nothing but bread and cheese, the wife said. I'll eat anything, answered her husband, even if it's just bread and cheese. Then he glanced over at Little Farmer and called, Come over here and eat a little more with me. Little Farmer did not have to be asked twice, but got up and joined the miller in his meal. Afterward, the miller noticed the cowhide wrapped around the raven lying on the floor, and he asked, What have you got there? I've got a fortune teller that's wrapped up inside, answered Little Farmer. Can he predict my future? asked the miller. Why not? responded Little Farmer. However, he only predicts four things, and the fifth he keeps to himself. The miller was curious and said, Let him predict my future. So Little Farmer pressed the raven's head so that it cawed, Kerr, kerr. What did it say? asked the miller. His first prediction is that there's wine under the pillow, Little Farmer answered. Good heavens, exclaimed the miller, who went over and found the wine. Go on, he said. Little Farmer made the raven caw again and said, His second prediction is that there's a roast in the tile stove. Good heavens, exclaimed the miller, who went over and found the roast. Little Farmer made the raven craw once more and said, His third prediction is that there's salad on the bed. Good heavens, exclaimed the miller, who went over and found the salad. Finally, Little Farmer pressed the raven's head one more time so that it cawed, and he said, His fourth prediction is that there's cake under the bed. Good heavens, exclaimed the miller, who went over and found the cake. Now the two of them sat down at the table, but the miller's wife was frightened to death. So she went to bed and took all the keys with her. The miller wanted to know the fifth prediction, but Little Farmer said, First, let's eat these four things in peace, for the fifth is something awful. So they ate, and afterward they bargained over how much money the miller should pay Little Farmer for the fifth prediction. Finally, they agreed on three hundred dollars, and Little Farmer pressed the raven's head one more time so that it cawed loudly. What did he say? asked the miller. He said, The devil's hiding in the hallway cupboard outside, replied Little Farmer. Well, I want the devil out of there at once, said the miller, and he unlocked the front door. The wife was forced to turn over the keys, and Little Farmer opened the cupboard. Then the priest ran out as fast as he could, and the miller exclaimed, it's true. I saw the black scoundrel with my own eyes. At dawn the next morning, Little Farmer made off with his three hundred dollars. When he returned home, his affairs began to show gradual improvement. He built himself a charming house, and the farmers said, Little Farmer surely been to that land where golden snow falls and where people take home money by the shovelful. So Little Farmer was summoned by the mayor 
in order to reveal where he had gotten his wealth. I sold my cowhide in the city for three hundred dollars, he said. When the farmers heard that, they all wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. They ran home, slaughtered all their cows, and then skinned them in order to sell them in the city at a great profit. My maid must go first, the mayor declared. However, when she got to the city, the merchant gave her only three dollars for a cowhide, and when the rest of them came, he did not give them even that much. What am I supposed to do with all these cowhides? he asked. Now the farmers were furious that Little Farmer had pulled the wool over their eyes, and they wanted revenge. So they went to the mayor and accused the farmer of fraud. The innocent Little Farmer was unanimously sentenced to death by a jury, and was to be rolled into the water in a barrel full of holes. Little Farmer was led out to the water, and a priest was brought to read him the last rites. All the others had to leave, and when Little Farmer looked at the priest, he recognized the man who had been with the miller's wife. Since I set you free from the cupboard, he said, you can set me free from the barrel. Just at that moment the shepherd came by with his flock of sheep, and Little Farmer happened to know that for a long time this man had wanted to become mayor. Therefore, Little Farmer screamed with all his might, No, I won't do it! Even if the whole world wants it, I won't do it! When the shepherd heard the screams, he went over and asked, What's going on? What won't you do? They want to make me mayor, said Little Farmer, providing that I get in this barrel, but I won't do it. Well, if that's all it takes to become mayor, the shepherd said, I'll get in right away. If you get in, said Little Farmer, they'll make you mayor for sure. The shepherd was happy to comply and get inside. Then Little Farmer slammed the lid down, took the shepherd's flock, and drove it away. Meanwhile, the priest went to the villagers and said that he had read the last rites. Then they went and rolled the barrel toward the water. When the barrel began to roll, the shepherd cried out, I'll gladly be mayor. They believed it was no one else but Little Farmer screaming and said, We believe you, but first we want to look around down there. And they rolled the barrel into the water. Then the farmers went home, and when they returned to the village, Little Farmer came along in good spirits, calmly driving a flock of sheep. The farmers were astonished and said, Little Farmer, where are you coming from? Are you coming from the water? Of course, he answered. I sank deep down into the water until I reached the bottom. Then I kicked the lid off the barrel and crawled out. There were beautiful meadows with lots of sheep grazing on them. So I brought back a flock of them with me. Are there any more left? the farmers asked. Oh, yes, said Little Farmer, more than you could possibly use. So the farmers decided to fetch some sheep too, each one a flock, and the mayor declared, I'm going first. They all went down to the water together, and just then there happened to be in the sky the small flocks of clouds that are called little fleece. They were reflected in the water, and the farmers exclaimed, We can already see the fleece of the sheep down below. The mayor pushed to the front and announced, I'll dive down first and look around. If everything looks all right, I'll call you. So he jumped into the water, and there was a big splash. It sounded as if he had yelled, Rush! and the whole group of the farmers plunged into the water after him. Thus, the entire village was wiped out, and since Little Farmer was the sole survivor and heir, 
he became a rich man. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments. Or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 